0: Hi, welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, E.J. Feldman. Guys, we have a, a special episode today. I have a guest I am, I am super excited about. Uh, it is a, it is here. Here's here's a fun trivia. It's a guest who's been mentioned on every episode of this show, and now you're running through the possibilities. You're saying, is it Jason Statham? Is it Batman? Is it a battle bot? Possibly Sawblaze? I say to you, no. Instead, we have my, my most wanted guest for this podcast. It's, it's my very good friend and all-around delightful person, Summer. Hi, Summer.
1: Hey, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. How are you? I,
1: I'm good. I'm finally here. I finally made it. No pressure. No pressure. I'm not nervous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well you'll find I'm a very receptive audience.
1: That's true. In the past, in our past conversations, you've been a great listener. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: And and my listenership is pra- practically zero. So frankly, this will just be between you and me.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Let's try to get those numbers up there, though. Oh,
0: I, I think an appearance from an all-around delightful person will probably help quite a bit.
1: Oh, God, if it doesn't, though, my self-esteem. is <laughs> just going to take a hit. <laughs>
0: although i think with all the listeners you bring in i am a little afraid of getting negative feedback for me
1: oh if they do that i'll kill them i Uh, didn't say that i didn't say that i won't really kill them
0: yeah you're allowed to threaten
1: okay cool i didn't know what the rules were it's
0: on the on the apple podcast settings i i have clicked occasional threats so okay good I know to accept it i'm not going to get flagged
1: excellent perfect Uh. Now,
0: uh, like I said, I've wanted to have you on this show forever because you you are my actual real-life friend and also super fun to talk to, and mm-hmm, this is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we have a specific topic that you wanted to cover, and it is not a topic that I thought uh, I would have guessed would be our first podcast together.
1: Oh, gosh, not at all. I had no idea I'd ever be interested in this topic, but I'm fully invested to uh, kind of... Uh... A Degree, I didn't think I ever would be.
0: Oh, this is delightful to me. Okay, so, uh, specifically that topic and very good job not spoiling it. That's uh, thanks.
1: I'm a you pro, got this,
0: you've got this down. <laughs> uh, is, is Star Wars,
1: yes, Star Wars.
0: Uh, for context, you just watched all of the Star Wars movies for the first time, correct? Yes,
1: yes, within the past month, I decided that it was finally time and um i went ahead and started in the order from episode one all the way through the last episodes um the way they are intended to be seen and uh, <laughs> and yeah yeah um i mean i really enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i really have a lot more invested in these characters than i ever thought i would um and i have a lot of opinions
0: Good. Which is why I I knew this had to be something we talked about, because uh, uh, I have largely avoided talking about Star Wars on this show simply because I feel like if there's one thing podcasts don't need, it's more white men talking about Star Wars.
1: Right, right. So how about a white woman talking about it?
0: Yes, that's that's I mean, that's that's what I call progress.
1: Absolutely. We're breaking the glass ceiling. Um,
0: And I, I have I do have a lot of questions that hopefully we get to just because I'm. I'm kind of fascinated by people who come to Star Wars for the first time as an adult, because it's such a different experience than, than, you know, my own and I have questions, but you're kind of coming in hot, frankly, and I want to cover the thing that's important to you Mm -hmm. for, I want to make sure we don't gloss over this. Okay. Because we, you know, we've talked a little about it, but agreed to save it for the pod, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool to be able to say that
1: absolutely. in actual
0: life for the first time.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Um, but I know this is something you have you have very strong opinions about, and uh, having having rewatched now, I I agree with you, but I'm very interested to to hear your full take. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to set this up, but uh you 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 think the Jedi Council is complete trash for how they treated Anakin. That's <laughs> yes. a <starting> place, right? <laughs>
1: yes, 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 absolutely. Um It was unbelievable to me really, the way he was treated. Um I went and grabbed my notes before we started, because I said that I thought I had made some really good points. But um, all I really see on here is it says, learn your place, exclamation point, question mark. So that is in reference to when Anakin and Obi-Wan went to go see Padme for the first time since Anakin was a child. And Anakin is obviously excited to see her. He has a huge crush on her. He is in love with her. And they sit down in front of her and Obi-Wan basically <laughs> is so rude to Anakin and puts him down and says, you, you'll learn your place one day. Just right in front of his crush. And I just thought, how cruel, how cruel to do that to this young man.
0: It, that, that is, it's absolutely devastating. And here's the thing that did not occur to me till I watched it watched it just this week uh, to prepare for this. There's a bit where somebody refers to him as a Jedi in front of Padme and she.
1: Yes. Corrects. She corrects them. She corrects them. Awful. And I was just, Oh my God, these people. Yeah. So um, just the whole vibe between Kenobi and Anakin is just so off to me. It's like, you're supposed to be, Raising this young man up to be, hopefully one day, a Jedi Master, you're the one who trained him, but yet you're so critical of everything he does, it makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah, it's it's so, it's brutal. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things, I haven't watched the prequels in forever. Uh, and, uh, I'm sorry, can you hold on just one second? no I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to snip this out i have a dog thing <laughs> okay. sorry about that
1: is everything okay
0: they're, the dogs are being loud but less loud than they mm. were earlier so
1: excellent excellent
0: you, you may get some barking noises but uh um but early in the in uh, uh attack of the clones the second one they there's that whole whole scene where they're chasing the bounty hunter who changes shape and yes they're jumping from car to car Yes. And almost immediately after that's done and they succeed. It's important to note they do succeed.
1: Yeah. Everything works out perfectly.
0: They, then as soon as he gets to the Jedi council, Kenobi's like, immediately like, Oh, he's still so arrogant.
1: Dude, <laughs> I was <laughs> like, what? I was like, what? And I wrote that down in my notes too. Cause that whole scene where they're like talking shit about him, like behind his back. Um, Yoda says, yes, the Jedi are too confident, even the older, more experienced ones, right? And it seems like as though he's trying to tell Obi-Wan, like, you too, you know, <laughs> like, you have your overconfidence. And this is kind of maybe a Jedi trait to to have this confidence and arrogance. Um, but yet when they see it in Anakin, it's all of a sudden something to be, you know, looked down on. And it just feels like they have it out for him. It makes no sense to me it's
0: it it would have
1: been
0: it would have been kind of interesting if they'd actually explored that and had it where some of these uh uh you know older more established jedi were a little jealous of the kid who's gonna be the one who fixes everything
1: exactly and you can see the undercurrents of jealousy you know, especially from Obi-Wan, you know, he's, he's outpacing him. His Padawan is, you know, much more skilled and much more confident. And it feels like it's almost like a hazing type thing where you have to be put through the paces before you get any respect. Uh, instead of just being amazed and in awe of this young man who has these skills and, you know, can actually be a great, you know, help to the Jedi. It's almost like they want to keep him down. And it just it makes no sense to me at all.
0: Right, they talk like he's on this, like on this
1: razor's edge.
0: And you know, of he could tip into either side, which is what they say about every Jedi that we spend of course, any time with.
1: Of course, yes.
0: But it's not until the third one, when you actually see, when he actually does anything that really is like, oh yeah, he's he's on the dark side now. But by that point, it seems really justified.
1: Exactly. It's almost like they sealed his fate just by, you know, not allowing him the rank of master. And it just, and then they're surprised. Then they're surprised that he, you know, turned to the dark side. I saw this meme the other day um, of Anakin um, and Mace Windu, the scene where they said, you can be on the council, but you won't be given the rank of master. And the next frame where it's just him pushing a button that says switch sides. Because it's just like, why am I staying around here if I'm not appreciated?
0: And it's it's such, from, from what the, they present to us, it's such a petty distinction that he's they don't make him a master Jedi.
1: So petty. You know, it's not um, like you have a
0: training level.
1: Oh, no, I couldn't hear you for a second. Oh, cut. <laughs> no <don't we. laughs>
0: there'll be an edit right here at about 11 that's to help me remember it's funnier if this just stays in now so
1: you could leave it in uh, you could leave it in a peek behind the curtain
0: that's right like i've never done that before i know um, but <laughs> the it's such a petty distinction when they're like well you can't have the rank of master jedi because it's like you said, he's on the council and it's not like they give you like a training lightsaber until you have that rank.
1: Exactly.
0: You know, you don't get additional powers for it. It's just a way of putting him in his place.
1: Exactly. Um, So what was explained to me, um, the reason that the Jedi are so leery about Anakin is that, and forgive me if I get this wrong, because I don't know everything about this movie, but I guess when Jedi are first brought into training, they're very very young. Is that correct?
0: That's I'm I'm not an expert, but I I know we do see like there's a bunch of little kid Jedi in the third one. So yeah, that would seem to be be the case. Okay.
1: Cuz from what I understand that they adopt or kidnap, I don't know what they do, but they take these young children from their homes and train them to be Jedi before They can form any attachments to anyone they love because forming these attachments makes them more unpredictable it makes them more likely to make bad decisions um to make personal decisions instead of a decision for the greater good and anakin remembers his mother he's Mm -hmm. old enough to remember his mother and he still has connection to her. They talk about it in his dreams. He has these dreams, these nightmares about her. And they feel like that makes him a little bit more unpredictable and irrational. And then, obviously, we see that he has feelings for Padme. So I think that's another layer on top of it, is that he forms these connections, and that makes him dangerous. Does that make sense?
0: It it makes sense in that, in that it tracks with what's in the movies but like like yes i think you're you're exactly right but that's also bonkers
1: yeah like that's also how you
0: make a serial killer
1: exactly so what are they trying to accomplish here they want them to have no human connection to only to only fight for the greater good whatever that is i guess it's whatever the jedi council decides it is and (laughs) There's just so many parallels between the Jedi and the Sith. They both think that they're right. They both think that they're doing the best thing for the universe. They're just doing it in different ways. So I think that Obi-Wan seeing how attached Anakin is to Padme maybe kind of pricked up his ears a little bit to be like, "Uh uh-oh, this guy's going to be dangerous. (laughs)
0: it's yeah I I think that's that's definitely it and then they handle it in the worst possible ways in
1: the worst possible ways the worst possible ways it's
0: you know not to not to you know at some point you sort of have to have to break out of the fiction of it and think of it as you know as how a story was created and what kind of message is that in a movie (laughs) Exactly. In order to be a good guy, you can't have emotional attachments to anything.
1: Exactly. You can't love. You're not allowed to love. I mean, that's just insane. And then uh, Anakin and Padme do have that conversation. You know, I think she does bring up, you know, I thought you weren't allowed to love. And, and he makes the case, well, you know, isn't love like the, the greatest, you know. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but you know, it's, it's what you want to be fighting for. You want to be fighting for love. And I think that he looks at it in a really healthy way. And I don't know if it's just because he's like trying to justify why it's okay for them to be together or if he truly believes that. But I mean, that makes more sense to me other than being, you know, cold and, and heartless, you know, in the world to have that love would make you even stronger, I would think. But what do I know?
0: Right. I know I think you're you're completely right and I think uh like later movies bear out what you're saying uh you know there's that I know we're jumping way ahead here and we'll oh we'll that's get okay I mean I'm
1: in I'm in let's jump
0: in 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 the last Jedi there's that bit towards the end uh uh you don't win by destroying what you hate you win by 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 saving what you love exactly yeah exactly it's weird how Anakin's story it makes Darth Vader a much better and more interesting character with this really like like really this impressive arc but it makes almost all the characters around him worse.
1: Exactly. It makes him such a sympathetic character. Um and I didn't I didn't realize I would ever feel that way because I was born in the 80s so my first, you know, experience with the movies i didn't watch them but i was aware you know that darth vader is the bad guy he's evil he's the most evil person in the universe and then you find out what happened to him and you're like well no wonder of course you turned out this way yeah it's
0: and again as a you know in the process of actually making this story they had the end point and it like I feel like there's maybe a way to get there without making the Jedi like I don't think that was George Lucas's intention is to make Oh, probably
1: not probably not (laughs) probably Um, not
0: like like I said I and it sounds like you uh you're I think you you maybe like the prequels a lot more than I did um but a lot of that also has to do with, you know, the age you are when you see these things. And- right.
1: I didn't have any connection to the, the first three that were released. And people have a lot of uh, nostalgia for that and a lot of emotional connection to that, especially if they were younger when it first came out. Because um, I've asked people that question, like, out of all the movies, which one's your favorite? You know, and they're like, of course, like, you know. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, or one of the first three. And I'm like thinking to myself, well, not of course for me, you know, mm-hmm. um, because. I didn't experience those when they first came out or as a child, and they almost like kind of like go duh, like are you dumb? You know, <laughs> like of course it's one of those. Um, and then the the last three, they get so much hate, and I don't understand why. A lot of people say that Disney ruined the franchise, but I enjoyed those too. I didn't see anything wrong. I'm not a I'm not super critical of film. I just enjoy it for the experience I'm not breaking down every beat you know I'm not criticizing every camera angle or every line of dialogue I'm just kind of in it for the experience um so maybe I just don't have that in me to to be that critical but yeah people are super critical of the of the Disney ones
0: well and you're coming from a really kind of a, a good position right now where you're sort of taking them all in together because so much of it is what the, what you saw when you were a kid. Yeah. And I recognize that the way I felt about the prequels at the time is the way people who are maybe 10 years younger than me feel about the Disney movies where it's not like the first star Wars movie I saw in a theater. Therefore it's bad.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's like, you know, you can point to things that are, are, uh and i feel like i always end up defending the the more recent movies because i i really enjoyed them because they came out then at a time where i just wanted to see a fun star wars thing
1: yeah exactly
0: and you know there's yeah you could point to dumb stuff but it's kind of the stuff that's and i say this with all all love it's the stuff that's always been dumb about star wars
1: exactly like, exactly
0: you know they're going to introduce a big villain with no lead up and not give you any of his backstory yeah that happens all the time
1: right i know but all of a sudden it's a problem like it doesn't right. make sense Like um, if, you,
0: if you'd watched them when they were being released that's how, that's the emperor you know
1: exactly yeah we knew nothing about darth vader <laughs> he was just there you know and he was just bad and we were just supposed to know that so um yeah i don't understand the hate at all um I don't like how people call um, – oh, no, no, I feel bad. Who's the girl? (laughs) Who's the main character girl in the last three? Ray. Ray. They call her a Mary Sue, which is a term I just learned from reading about Star Wars. Do you know the term? Yeah. Mary Sue?
0: Yeah. Basically a a character who's kind of portrayed as perfect.
1: Right. With no hardships, with no – But, I mean, it seems like she was abandoned by her parents, like, apparently for good reason. They were trying to protect her. You know, she grew up not knowing anybody. She grew up on a difficult planet to live on. She's thrown into this whole situation. Um, And then she does what she needs to do to help. It turns out that she's really good at using a lightsaber. Like, sorry. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. sorry. Like, would it be in a better movie if she sucked? Like, I don't know what people wanted. And then I guess it turns out that she's Palpatine's granddaughter. Correct? Yes. So, I mean, there's her backstory. You know, there's her hardship. She has so much of the dark side in her and she overcame it. So, I think, like, she did a pretty good job.
0: Right. And in, in, I mean... Virtually everything you pointed out about her is true about both Anakin and Luke. And Luke, yes. it's like And part of it, I mean, not to be too big a bummer, there's a lot of creeps in Star Wars fandom. No kidding. Do not like that. I mean, for various reasons of being creepy, but there is a, uh, seems like a significant portion whose main complaint with the Disney movies is they would prefer their Star Wars heroes to be white men, please. Yes, exactly. They can, have, they can have a black friend and they can yeah. have one lady who gets to do something cool once per movie.
1: Yeah, just once, though.
0: But if you're going to hold a lightsaber, you had better be a man.
1: Yeah, it's insane. Like at the time when the when the last three were coming out and I didn't understand all the outrage about um, there being... Um, A black stormtrooper made no sense to me i'm like what is the problem oh then i learn i guess that the stormtroopers are just the clones correct the clones from the prequels that
0: yeah the thing is that's initially what they are but they've sort of portrayed it as like in the years since then they've had to recruit people right because you're going to run out of clones eventually those guys die a
1: lot yeah, they do. And I'm thinking, like, the people, those those beings that originally made the clones, I don't think that they just kept making them, you know, for the Empire, right? W- weren't they originally... I'm confused about this part, but weren't they just originally made for the Jedi? It's, or am I wrong?
0: It's extremely confusing. Yeah. This is something I had to look up because... Uh, i hadn't seen attack of the attack of the clones in a very long time yeah and i was confused by it then and i was confused by it now yeah but yet guess... it was a a jedi who had since died that ordered this clone army and with absolutely no like they don't give us any information really besides that they're clones from a guy who has tried to kill them in the past right but like, oh no they're docile now it's cool
1: yeah yeah, yeah. it's all good And
0: it is not clear whether or not they were meant to eventually turn on them because then the, like, in order to get this clone army approved, this army they've never heard of that was clones of somebody who tried to kill them ordered by Mm -hmm. somebody who's dead, which Mm -hmm. is a thing where, you know, again, the Jedis are not smart. No.
1: They, the more
0: of them that are in a room, the dumber they get.
1: It's so true.
0: (laughs) There's there's a meme that people uh, sometimes post. I don't know if it counts as a meme or as a funny screenshot, but it's uh, from from Star Wars where Luke Skywalker holds a lightsaber for the first time, and Obi Wan tells him it's one of the most powerful weapons in the world, and he stares right right down the barrel
1: of it. <laughs> and I feel like it's a
0: miracle they don't do that in the, in the prequels.
1: Yeah, no kidding, no but, kidding so we're then, not clear on the clones 100 but we're i think we're exactly. on the right track okay.
0: but then in order to like get the clones they have to have somebody give palpatine more power so he can authorize them yeah which doesn't make sense either and i don't know if that's the point where he got involved because obviously he can control them later
1: order so 66
0: it, yes which Here's the thing, that's that's one of the better scenes from the prequels, I think, because it's so it's so dramatic. And, Absolutely. But also watching it now, after we talked a little about it much less emotionally involved because most of these guys had it coming
1: yeah they really did they really did and you know what i i i'm an overly sympathetic person um and i did feel sad for them like especially like i don't know their names i feel bad but there's the ones that are like the ones that look like aliens those jedi i mean and they're just out there with their clones and they're just like running through the forest or marching and then all of a sudden you know they just turn around and it's over and like that did make me sad but Uh, this could have all been prevented if you were just a little bit more aware of your surroundings
0: it's they 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 wrote their fate it's it's and i i don't know if that was the intention is to make the jedi seem bad but that's right what ends up happening
1: right it does um this note that i wrote At the beginning of episode two, when Padme's ship lands and it gets blown up, and and her, and her, what would we call her? The the one who dresses up like the like her. Oh yeah, her her body double. Yeah. Her um. So and she, you know, she dies, and it's really sad. And afterwards, Padme is talking to I think Yoda, and Mace Windu is there, and uh. They're, like, who could have been behind this? And, like, Palpatine is, like, standing right there. He's, like, (laughs) right there. And they don't sense that at all. That was always my question. Like, can they not sense, you know, the dark side when it's right next to them? Do they have no awareness that it's even nearby? And if so, why? Like, why... How is that not something that would be like beneficial to learn to sense that the dark side? I've been told that they're not supposed to even dabble in the dark side at all, which means they're not even allowed to even try to feel it or understand it because they would be tempted and and tainted in that way. But it just feels like he's right here. You guys like share a break room with him like (laughs) he's in the hallway. He's right. And he's all and he's all like, he's all like, oh hey, like maybe it was this. Like he's all trying to help and shit. And they're just like, yeah, maybe it was. I was like dumbfounded. I was like, how is this happening right now?
0: Well, and I feel like there are things in other movies where they do sense the dark side. Like, it's not even like they're actively scanning for it. They just feel it.
1: Sense it, yes. Like when Anakin uh is back on his home planet, looking for his mother. Yes. And he and he kills those. What are those guys? The oh, the,
0: the Tusken Raiders.
1: He kills them, right? Yes. And Yoda cuts to Yoda. He's all mm, like, he felt it. <laughs> like, so you can feel that, but you can't feel like a Sith Lord, like literally standing right next to you.
0: Yes. And they, I'm glad you brought that up too, because they present that as sort of a turning point for him. But it's like those guys are slave traders.
1: yeah they are and I think that the I think the, the the line that was supposed to hit home was the you know and not just the men, the women and children too. you know it was like his rage took over and he killed all of them um, But I love Padme's reaction which is she doesn't have one and she's just like, oh you know like i guess that happened and they just move on you would think that'd be like a red flag you know like maybe this guy isn't good for you which i want them to be together don't get me wrong like i love the love story i want them to be together you know but you would just think like in reality she'd be like oh like he just murdered a bunch of women and kids like this is bad news
0: yeah it takes it takes a while for it to click with her and i it's like maybe the only real love story in in nine movies.
1: Yes, and it's you a beautiful know. one. It's a beautiful one. I yes. love every minute of it.
0: Like like I said, I'm not a I'm not really a prequel fan, but I I was the emotion the emotional arcs were affecting me a lot more this time than they did when I saw them in theaters. Mhm. And you know, there's there's stuff like that they do really well. And, you know, when you com- compare Anakin and Padme to, you know, Han and Leia in the original trilogy, which is, uh-huh. they have maybe four conversations in three movies. Yeah. And you're like, yep, that's a love that'll last forever.
1: Yeah. What's up with that? Whereas <laughs> these two, they have a history together. Um and then you can see you know their love grow even though you know there wasn't many scenes like you could see over time you know he loves her intensely she cares for him and then you know over time she lets herself fall in love and um, but yeah with Han and Leia they kind of like bicker and fight and you know you're a jerk and I hate you and then they're making out so it's just like okay that's that's
0: that, that's how movies worked in the '80s, especially if Harrison Ford was in them.
1: That's true. That's very true. Harrison Ford—he cracks me up just the way he, uh, the way his attitude is around these movies. Because I had either read or seen somewhere that he only agreed to be in the, in the last three or I don't know how. I guess he was in two of them, but he only agreed yeah. to be in it if his character died. He's like, "You have to kill him," because I'm not doing this anymore. And they're like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> He's over he, it. He's over it.
0: He is legitimately so cranky about everything he's done that people enjoyed.
1: Yeah, it's so funny.
0: It's uh, uh, unrelated to Star Wars, but he was in that. They He was in Blade Runner and then they made a sequel like, you know, 30 years later, fairly recently.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he reprises his character in that. And everybody has like these elaborate uh you know, so you're 2049. This is what clothes look like. You know, it looks it looks like a a vision of the future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Harrison Ford, and this is a joke I made when I saw the movie and then somebody mm-hmm. worked on it, said that this actually happened. Harrison Ford is wearing the outfit he brought from home. <laughs> He is wearing a T-shirt and comfy pants with drawstring.
1: <laughs> he is like, he's like, I will do the least. Just let me get through this and let me be on my way. Let me go crash my planes in peace. Like, that's all the man wants to do is just fly and crash. Oh my god, that's good.
0: Put his earring back in.
1: Yeah, please, just let him be. Is he still with Callista Flockhart? Is that still a thing? I think he is. Wow
0: uh which has never not seemed weird
1: yeah very weird but god bless i'm happy for him
0: <laughs> they're, Whatever they're works, out.
1: they really are for I mean, better did, or worse he did
0: leave his wife who wrote et for her but oh
1: well she deserved but, it i don't know why but she did. might have
0: left his wife and then met her too i'm not super <laughs> intimate on the details of harrison ford's personal um, life
1: <laughs> that's a great story i love that he's like this is what i'm wearing either shoot it or don't but that's good it's,
0: it's very funny if you see it because he's you know uh uh one of the many ryan's i can't i'm blanking on which ryan it is but he's in his cool future costume and harrison ford just left tj Maxx.
1: that's so good that's so perfect that's so harrison that's so funny. A weird thing
0: about Harrison Ford, though, is apparently uh, he and uh, John Boyega, who plays uh, Finn in the in the sequels,
1: yes, absolutely.
0: Apparently, they really clicked, and they oh, each
1: other still. Interesting. That's cute. That's <laughs> Which, adorable.
0: It's you know after years of him not really connecting to anybody, anybody who works with him.
1: It's this guy.
0: <laughs> our, now, it sounds like you did a lot of reading, and this is about the least important Star Wars question, but this is more just, are you are you aware of the Star Wars holiday special?
1: I am. I am aware of it. I feel like maybe I saw it live when it first aired. Um, do you know what year it came out?
0: It would have been like 78, I think.
1: Then No, I wasn't alive yet, but I most likely saw it on repeat. I'm sure they played that every year back in the back in the late 70s and 80s um, it is
0: it's i watched it i mean you can't get it anywhere now because everybody is ashamed of it
1: yeah as they should be and i,
0: I wrote a recap of it on my old website and if
1: oh you did
0: if i can find where it's saved I, i'll uh, i'll i'll reactivate it and send you the link because it's excellent it, it's it's one of the things i've written that i'm proud of
1: <laughs> amazing
0: it's insane. it's about chewbacca's family who is never referenced any other time yes and the like there is a very clear chewbacca costume budget and a every other one. <laughs> oh no but the, it, it, there's there's so much about it that's ridiculous and but one of the things is the main characters from the movie all are in it to one degree or another
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they care to one degree or another. Yes. Like Mark Hamill. God bless him. never gives God
1: bless him. People. God bless that man. He
0: is. Uh, I mean, he will always be in my heart for being the voice of the Joker from the, the Batman animated series.
1: Oh, OK. I didn't know that.
0: Oh, yeah. He's been the Joker in cartoons and video games for on and off for like 30 years. He's and just
1: everywhere, isn't he? He's great.
0: Yeah, he does does a lot of voice work, but that was kind of the one that really landed. There was a time a couple of years ago when he would read Trump tweets in the Joker's voice. And And they worked so well every time.
1: That's (laughs) Um, amazing.
0: And uh, but yeah, so he's he is doing his damnedest with this material. And the other thing is, uh, you know, if you, you have any memory of early 80s television, uh, it was like these Christmas specials were just sort of a every mid-level celebrity hosted one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they were all written by sort of these, like the caliber of people who write the Oscars now, like literally right. Bruce
1: mm-hmm. wrote,
0: was one of the writers. So it's all these, like it's like all these, it's not being treated like kind of a cultural phenomenon. It's like, it's a thing that could just as well be Kenny Rogers or, Sure. Very
1: hungry. like generic, just generic. Yes. This is the this is. And Bruce friends
0: have a bunch of space jokes, so they're just going to throw them in, whether or not they make sense. Sure. But, uh, my my original point—I got distracted. I could talk about the Star Wars holiday special for a long time. I mean,
1: I have nowhere to go. Let's do this.
0: <laughs> uh, Carrie Fisher. Uh, not to speak ill of her, but I, I, I'm sure you know she has had. Problems. Rest in peace. Uh, yes she's had some she's had her share of you know she dealt with addiction a lot during the star wars era yes and she is maybe at her worst when this i feel bad saying this because because she you know she has passed away since then yes we love her just in the in the the interest, of, I mean, it's actually on film. Is she has a coke nail in the Oh Star
1: Wars. no! Oh no! Oh no! And, Luckily, the kids didn't know what that meant.
0: Oh yeah, and the thing is, on terrible seventies televisions, probably it was not super visible. Right. But uh, it, the the reason I brought it up is Harrison Ford bails on that so quickly, <laughs> like he. He has maybe 15 seconds of screen time and he actually just announces that he's going away.
1: He's like, okay, I'm all done now. Bye. (laughs) He's like, I did what I needed to do to get paid. See ya. He he and Chewbacca
0: get to the planet where his family lives, but he has to do some stuff. So he's just like, all right, I'll be back.
1: And then he never (laughs) comes back. (laughs) He he comes back at the end
0: very briefly when they sing. (laughs)
1: Uh, Does he sing along or is he just standing
0: there? He does not. It's pretty much Carrie Fisher singing. And everybody else is kind of making like the, like the Charlie Brown Christmas special background singer noise.
1: Right. Right. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I wish that they didn't feel that way. Maybe back then they didn't know what, what a huge deal it was. But probably at the time it was very depressing to have to do something like that.
0: Well, when I was when I was watching it and writing about it, it, it came out between the first two movies. So there was a period of a couple of years when half of the Star Wars material was the Star Wars Holiday Special.
1: Oh, my God. Like, Amazing.
0: There's a there's a uh, I want to say Fleetwood Mac. I mm-hmm. might be wrong, but it sounds it's right, though. Of that ilk. There's a Fleetwood Mac performance in the Star Wars Holiday Special.
1: Incredible.
0: That takes up more time in the Star Wars can.
1: The <laughs> They're just like, can you fill some time here, please? Man, what a time to be alive. What a time it, to be alive.
0: It's something. And like you said, they didn't really know it was anything yet. And even at the time, it was not a given that it was going to get a, a sequel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there's like they were fairly certain george lucas commissioned somebody to write a sequel novel
1: because he didn't think
0: there was going to be another movie wow and uh it's really interesting because it's you know they've reprinted a couple of times but it was hard to find for a while uh and i can't It's splinter of the mind's eye or something weirdly dramatic wow but the it contradicts everything that would happen later. Like it definitely has Luke Ugh. and Leia romance and Luke and Darth See, Vader.
1: Right? And, what is up with that too? That's so odd because um I mean, obviously they Luke and Leah they kiss at least a couple times, right? And they mm-hmm. don't know. They don't know they're related. It's fine. But why even write that in? Like why even that didn't have to do you feel like it was integral to the story? I could be wrong. Maybe well, that was, you know. I think that
0: was a decision that wasn't made until after the second movie. Okay. Like I'm not, there's, see, I've, you know, I've, I kind of grew up with Star Wars. So I had to, I've, I've had, you know, 40 years to, to absorb stuff and you, you know, and you've covered an incredible amount of ground in a month since you watched the movie. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, I went all the way in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea you'd done backup reading, which is awesome. Oh um, yeah,
1: I, yeah, because I, you know, I have a lot of questions, um so I like to put it out there, and I like to see what other people's thoughts and opinions are. And because I mean, I know the fan base is like rabid, right? They know every little detail. They know everything. That's why I was kind of nervous to do this because I don't want to. I don't want. Have a bunch of people in the comments correcting me. I'm doing my best with what I know, but yeah, I like to kind of find out more because people do know so much about this and are so opinionated. So,
0: I'm 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 glad you said that because you had a you had a specific question that you put on Twitter that made me think of the movies. Mm-hmm. But, um, just the the about about not knowing he was her. They were siblings. Like George Lucas has tried very hard to make it seem like this has been a big plan that he's mm-hmm. had from day one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and so it's sometimes hard to find contradictory information. But like when Star Wars came out, it didn't actually say Episode Four at the beginning of the crawl. No. Like it does now.
1: And yeah, it didn't.
0: He kind of gave this this interview to Rolling Stone uh, maybe a year after the movie came out. So Empire was not even in production yet, where he outlined this, this nine-movie plan. And it is vastly different than what, I mean, obviously the last three he had nothing to do with. But mm-hmm. in terms of the prequels and the next two movies were vastly different. And Darth Vader was definitively not uh, Luke's father in... In the way he talked about it in this interview.
1: Wow, you're kidding! That's nuts.
0: Yeah, so I, I don't think any of the romance scenes were were written at a time when that was even a possibility. Right. Um, but it, I think it, you know, in terms of when it happens, it it makes sense that you know he has that that there's two Skywalkers out there, and they don't have a lot of options since there aren't that many characters with, <laughs> with names and personalities. Yes and it sort of takes care of the the love triangle so everybody can have a happy ending
1: yeah it kind of just yeah well this can't happen so (laughs) now you're with Han it's funny though how still at at some point you know Han gets jealous over Leia's relationship with Luke um and this is after she found out that they're that they're brother and sister and so She literally goes, no, it's not like that, you know. But it was for a minute. (laughs) It
0: it was right up until that.
1: Yeah, up until the moment you found out that you're related. Um, A question I have about Luke and Leia is, you know, obviously after Padme dies, they have to take the children and, and hide them, put them somewhere safe. So why did Leia get to go live and be a princess and Luke had to go live on that horrible sand planet. Why did they choose to give them such drastically different lives?
0: I don't know. And if you really want to dig in, it's weird that they sent Luke to be raised by Anakin's relatives who
1: he met. Right. Seems like the least safe place to send him to where somebody knew who he was so yeah. it, it makes almost, no sense
0: i don't know if this was a plan but from what you said you said this made me think like this would be a, this would be a fun story angle if anybody if we ever want to write a star wars short story after the fact which oh, i'm sure, sure to, us to do right
1: of course obviously uh like it's
0: he didn't anakin if i remember correctly anakin didn't even know there were two children Right, he did So it's almost like Luke was the bait kid who theoretically would be super easy to find. Right. And then Leia was far away from all of that and was, was, you know, constantly protected. Right. Of course, then if we write this story, we have to figure out why the Empire somehow couldn't find Luke living at his house.
1: At his house, yeah. (laughs) But
0: they also couldn't find Obi-Wan Kenobi when he... Used he was his, also cunning there. Nickname, his cunning nom de plume of Ben
1: Kenobi. Yeah, amazing. Oh, my gosh. Which, speaking of, I'm looking forward to that movie, the the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie coming out.
0: Oh, you know what? That's actually going to be a series on Disney+, Plus. I think.
1: Oh, I thought it was a movie. Even better. I, I prefer a series. I prefer yeah, a series.
0: If I remember correctly, I'm going to look it up now. I know it's changed a couple of times because it was announced as a movie at one point um okay yeah right now wikipedia has it as being a tv series and it's excellent uh it's set in the uh, the time period where uh it'll be obi-wan and anakin yes and i know i think that probably probably makes makes you anticipate it more because uh you're a stated Anakin fan.
1: Such a fan. Um, Yeah, I mean, circling back to him, I mean, I feel like both sides really took advantage of him and both sides really screwed him over. Um, The question that I asked on Twitter that you spoke about before was, um, it was basically paraphrasing. It was like, Padme dying, was that just a fate that was sealed because anakin had that dream did the dream cause the series of events to happen that caused her to die or was that just the vision of the future that he could not stop was this going to happen regardless because palpatine knows That he had this dream or I don't know, maybe Anakin told him, maybe I missed that. But Palpatine knows about this dream and he uses that to his advantage to bring him to the dark side. You know, I can teach you how to save her. You know, I can give you what the Jedi can't. Um, And so I guess my question is, was this avoidable at all? If he would have stayed with the Jedi, if he would have done everything right, would she still have died or... Was there just no hope? Was this just going to happen regardless of what decisions he made?
0: Yeah, and I have been thinking about that since you asked that because that, that's a that's such a good question.
1: Yeah, um, it is, and I I'm not getting any consistent answers. Everybody has a different idea.
0: Yeah, well, you're you're going to find that's the case with Star Wars in general.
1: <laughs> For sure, like every movie in general, it seems like.
0: Yeah, this just sort of insights. Incites a little more passion in uh, in some people, but I really i th- I think it's definitely a better story if that is just a you know if it was not a vision that was given to him, but it was sort of his own like it's reasonably a thing he would fear given how often he's told he shouldn't have emotions.
1: Of course, and he he lost his mother. And he says, I'll never let that happen again. And now the only other person he's ever loved, you know, he, he, he has this vision of her dying. I mean, of course he's going to do whatever it takes to stop that from happening. And then the tragedy is, is that he caused it. I mean, that's the way she died, right? Because he choked her and threw her. And he made his own worst nightmare come true. And I just feel like it just it just upsets me that both sides failed him so spectacularly you know um and then at the end that what really makes me angry is when palpatine tells him she died because of your anger you killed her you know it's just like how cruel he just wanted him to just you know he wanted to destroy him and it was just it really upset me a lot
0: right there's no there's nobody who has as much as like it's weird because on the surface, Palpatine does a better job of seeming concerned about him than his friend. Yes, do.
1: exactly. But exactly.
0: He is obviously an evil old man. I don't know why I specified he was old. That doesn't make him more evil. Uh,
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: look at the world. It's so It helps.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, there's that scene where after uh, Order 66 has been executed and, and, anakin's off to the lava planet sorry i don't know the name of the planet um I, <laughs> <nervous>. sorry everyone <laughs>
0: Look, uh, If anybody who's mad about that they're not allowed to listen anymore
1: yeah i mean sorry i don't know um, there's a million planets there's so there's too there's too many planets um mustafar is oh, the planet. would
0: not have landed on that in a million Most years
1: so far so um wh- what was i saying so yes after anakin's off to go there um obi-wan comes to see padme and he knows she's pregnant and they don't say it he just says is the baby his and she's like yes and he's like i'm so sorry i was like. What? Like, how? Like, you know, he turned on him so quickly. He just was dead to him. You know, Anakin was just dead to Obi-Wan. Like, like they had no history. Like, this isn't your friend's future child, you know? And you're speaking to the woman that he loves, and he's just like, I'm so sorry. I was just like, that's so that's so wrong. It's so messed up.
0: Yeah, he, he's willing to cut bait so quickly. <laughs> so
1: quick. And it's just like... Eh. It makes me feel like their whole relationship was just fake, that there was never, you know, because at the end when after they fight and, you know, Anakin's dying and he cut off all his limbs. I'm like, dude, like, uh, here's what I don't understand. After he, like, mutilates him and he lets him go into the lava and he's on fire and he's suffering, why does he not either A, try to help him, you can, like, put him under arrest or B, just end his suffering. He just walks away. And just yeah, lets he him lay the there. Thing he could do. And then Palpatine's the one who comes and saves him. You know? So it's just like, I wonder how it felt to be Anakin in that situation. That the people you thought were your friends, your brothers, you know, would just, on the drop of a hat, turn on you. Let you lay there and suffer. It's just, that's why that's why they make me so angry. It, they seem more evil than the Sith to me, half the time.
0: Yeah, they there's a and watching them again really got me me thinking especially after you you kind of put me onto that uh that interpretation uh because i think my favorite movie of the series is the last jedi
1: okay
0: um uh for for a variety of reasons that uh there's no point i can discuss them anytime uh (laughs) but one of the things that i like the most about it is uh, when like uh Luke's old hug is burning down, and he thinks the sacred texts are in there,,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it turns out the sacred texts never matter because uh there's a little bit of conflict in those movies, but <laughs> that's always the case with star Wars,
1: uh-huh,
0: uh, and Yoda, who I like so much less now after rewatching the prequels, mm-hmm. and just one of those guys who. With part of the system that failed yeah also he and obi-wan both at the first sign of conflict just bail and move to another planet yeah behind,
1: that's which- another thing i'm like really they're just like oh i'm out like this didn't work out see ya peace like good luck good luck universe right hope it and works the, out for you
0: the sequel haters are so mad that luke did that and it's like well his two teachers did that as far as yeah. he knows that's that's the what rule. you're supposed to do
1: yeah that's what you do yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, But then when Yoda appears to him and is like, yeah, those those books don't matter. You have to you have to get away from the past. And, you know, Yoda's culpability aside, it's really interesting to look at that as him as him kind of admitting, yeah, you know what? The Jedi weren't that great.
1: Yeah. And, And they weren't. And they weren't. I mean, they were just just like I talked about earlier. They just have they're too overconfident. And they're too, the overconfidence made them a little bit too relaxed. You know, they just thought, we got this. Nothing can ever go wrong. You know, Sith don't exist. And they're just like in this dream world where, you know, everything's fine. And then all around them, chaos is happening and they don't even realize it. Or they don't want to. It almost seems like it's willful ignorance. They don't want to.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a. Boy, you think people are gonna get mad that you don't know Mustafar. Uh let me say this. Uh-oh. It feels like it, here's the sense I got from the Jedi in the prequels is the Jedi's reminded me of the Democratic Party in twenty sixteen. Thank you. Where Thank they are you. Okay, okay, we're on board here. <laughs> they like I mean, everybody was acting like the, the, the Trump candidacy candidacy was a joke and this was a foregone conclusion. And uh, uh, fine, I'm ready for people to be mad at me. You know, absolutely half-assed campaign.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because obviously this guy she, could she win. had
1: it in the bag. Yeah, there's no way he could ever win. And wasn't that what we were all saying? I mean, I was saying that to myself. There's mm-hmm. no way he's going to win. There's no way he's going to win. You know, I I bet you people didn't even vote. I bet you people didn't even vote because they're like, "Eh, you know, she's got it.
0: Yeah, it did not. There didn't seem to be a sense of urgency. And uh, I'll be honest with you. It's kind of okay that you and I thought that way because we weren't running for office. Mm -hmm. Nobody's paying us to analyze data.
1: Exactly. And I couldn't if they did. I don't know what that means. (laughs)
0: I I would have stared blankly at it and written a question mark at the bottom.
1: I can barely use Excel. Like I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I took classes in using Excel and I don't know how to anymore.
1: Man, I've always wanted to do that. I, I can I, I can I can fill in the little spaces. I can make the little, you know, I can I don't even know what are they called, columns columns and rows I can make them a different size you know I can change like the font I can't write any what are they called equations is that what they yeah to to make it like add this column to that column and I can't do that I can't do that anyways not to get off off topic go ahead
0: I do that for work sometimes if you ever need me to yeah yeah yeah. to to try to
1: spell
0: it out I will it's one of those things I can't do unless I'm it's in front of me
1: yeah you can't just tell me over over yes. Skype like verbally do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: and I'm leaving this in I'm leaving this in the podcast if oh, you, should. you need let me know because then I when I am at work and I'm using Excel muscle memory will kick in
1: perfect yeah because I'm constantly using Excel as well but I don't have to add anything up or anything mine's just basically a list to keep track of you know patients mm-hmm. what they need scheduled when it was scheduled and so on so but it would be nice to know in the future So anyways, Jedi Democratic Party 2016.
0: Yeah, but that's it. It it feels like if that way, the prequels feel like they were made much more recently and they're sort of a a, you know, an allegory for a thing that
1: happened. Allegory. That's the word I was thinking. Yeah, it's exactly.
0: A weird cautionary tale that. Right. Nobody heeded because. It was about aliens with giant foreheads.
1: Right. Yeah. See like you were talking about earlier with. um With. um How they didn't really know where the where the story was going. You can see that a lot in the movies. You can see a lot where they didn't really have a plan. They pretended to try to have a plan. But yeah it was kind of all just like trying to make things work uh trying to create a backstory and a lot of things don't make sense like when i tweeted that i did have somebody reply like you know or hear me out like george lucas had no idea what he was doing you know he didn't have a plan like for if that dream was a prophecy that had to be fulfilled or if you know what i'm saying he just like was winging it and it feels like that a lot that he was just kind of winging it
0: right and You know, when you when you make movies out of order, there's there's weird glitches that aren't fixable. Like there's that that thing in Return of the Jedi where where Luke is like, do you remember your mother? I mean, your your birth mother and Mm -hmm. has memories of her. And it's like, no, no, she shouldn't
1: No, how. Yeah. (laughs) It's like you you were like you saw her for like two seconds. You probably didn't even see her. You're just born like you had no (laughs) idea what was going on.
0: It's a vivid memory you have there.
1: Yeah, that's an incredible. Like, you remembered the first seconds of your birth. Insane. I, I remember her not breathing much. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I That was very sad to me, though, because even though I knew it was going to happen, you know, a lot of the thing I say out loud a lot when I'm watching these movies is it didn't have to be this way. Like, you know, I'm just I want a whole different story. I want a story where it all works out, you know. Yeah.
0: There's so much avoidable tragedy.
1: Yeah, and that's what I want. I want for everything to work out. And I know it wouldn't be much of a movie, you know, if everybody was happily ever after, but that's what I want. (laughs)
0: You're you're sort of like John Hodgman in that way. Oh, does
1: he, does he like want, does he want to like rewrite movies or what does he do?
0: He enjoys order and, and, uh, Like, he likes Star Trek much better than Star Wars because Star Trek is a lot about uh, keeping things orderly and running a spaceship without conflict.
1: Right. And then there
0: has to be a conflict, and he hates that, and he just wants episodes where everybody does their job.
1: (laughs) It's just like a mundane, mundane, like, you know, another day at the office type situation. Oh, man. That's funny. I See, I did grow up watching Star Trek. Um, Yeah, my my dad was a huge fan. And so I grew up watching that. um, And I was I was a big fan, too. Um, And like my uncle, it's so funny. He was watching. um, What's the movie where Spock dies? Wrath of Khan. Yeah, so me and my cousin had been out. We get back to her place. Her dad's sitting alone in the living Mm -hmm. room watching. And we go, okay, so we, um, excuse me, sorry, I dropped something. So we come, we, we go into our bedroom, we're chilling. He opens the door with tears in his eyes. And he was like, remember when Spock said, remember? And we were just like, sure, yeah, we do. He's like, yeah, I do too. And just walked out of the room. We always would, that would be our inside joke. Remember when Spock says, remember. So freaking funny. But yeah, I grew up with that. So not so much the Star Wars. We can do an episode on Star Trek next. I don't have as many opinions, but.
0: I don't know that much about Star Trek.
1: Yeah, I don't really either.
0: But (laughs) I'm sure there's an angle where you having had a period of Star Trek fandom and me really only knowing it through nerd osmosis. Right. Right actually you know what you know where most of my star wars knowledge comes from like uh there was a time when i was when i let's be charitable and call it my nerd phase okay as opposed to my lifetime
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay where,
0: like when i was was like nine or ten and it seemed like star trek would be something i'd enjoy but it was you know it was not super available cable tv was not common i think it aired saturdays at 1 a.m um i don't think the the next generation had started so it was just that original series from the 60s that was hard to find
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and i just sort of knew it through like general interest and stuff and maybe i'd seen one of the movies and i know i had a captain kirk action figure sure he was he was just on the justice league because he was this he was the same scale as batman and superman
1: oh god that's so funny. Uh,
0: but at the school library were these I guess this was maybe kind of common then when the epi- when you didn't have DVDs and streaming and the episodes were not always available was like mm-hmm. novelizations of episodes.
1: Oh wow. So Incredible. I read
0: like thirty star, Wars, star
1: trek episodes. Incredible. Do you still did you like buy them or did you borrowed them from the library (laughs) I
0: borrowed them from the library incredible couple that I got years later as a Christmas gift I don't know if I still have them but it would be kind of amazing to (laughs) uncover that
1: that would be so cool you know I always think about the things I've lost along the way like moving so much and you know you just get rid of stuff because you don't want to pack it and you know Mm -hmm. drive it across the country but I I know I had some cool things like from the 80s that I've lost along the way and I wish I still had things like that. I had this um, little portable record player um, and it had Michael Jackson on it. So it's Michael Jackson from the 80s, you know, when he still looked like Michael Jackson. And I was like, man, if I still had that, you know, and if it was in good shape, the amount of money it could be worth is amazing
0: yeah, it's, it gets depressing when you think about that stuff.
1: Yeah. And just to have it, you know, just to remember your childhood and, and remember, cause I don't know about you, but I, I am happy about the era that I grew up in. Um, mm-hmm. I th- feel like the eighties and nineties, you know, were it was just a cool era, the music, the movies, um, just culture as a whole. I, I, but maybe I feel that way because I'm nostalgic, you know, and that's, that was my era but i just feel like it was just such, it was a cool time you know in the world
0: yeah it was you know i'm I'm just a little older than you but it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're smarter than me so we're kind of the same mental age all along
1: uh-huh.
0: uh which was a problem when i was you know when when you were one and uh but <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of stuff like that that You know it would end up getting thrown out or disappearing in a move and um i had so much star wars stuff when i was a kid Mm -hmm. like those 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 old if i think about what those action figures are worth today i would i know it would would break me i know you know and i i had vehicles that was i had so much you know just ridiculous the the star wars figures were so good because like they made so much money that everybody got made into an action figure
1: yeah so even like the weird ancillary characters
0: yeah if you're an alien that's in the background for 3 seconds you're a, you're an action figure
1: yeah that's so cool
0: <laughs> this uh when the when the the sequel movies came out uh, the, i specifically the force awakens so it was the first one in you know 10 years mhm they did a They did this for Phantom Menace, too, where they released a bunch of action figures months ahead of the movie. And you were, you know, oh, who got what even is this guy?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, and it was kind of exciting. And yeah, I mean, obviously, you knew knew Darth Maul was probably a villain.
1: Yeah, probably. Um,
0: And, you know, some of them I remember being very excited about Watto, who, uh, when you actually see (laughs) him in the movie, seems kind of racist.
1: Yeah, just a little bit um
0: that's a little bit of a phantom menace problem and a lot of things but uh yeah they they did that with with force awakens too and you know some of them were uh i don't i, I know there's a lot of bb8 stuff uh mm-hmm. and we're still wondering what his mission was um, still don't know but what one, one of the early figures they put out was a character named Constable Zuvio. You're kidding. (laughs) Who was completely cut from the movie. No way. There is not one second of Constable Zuvio.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I wonder if that's worth money. If people had those, if it would ever be worth money, because it's just like this hidden character, but yet he got a action figure.
0: I would think it would be because like you know, the other ones you would you would release again when they sell out. Like You're gonna make more figures of Finn. Yeah. You're not gonna do another run of Constable.
1: (laughs) They're like, let's just let's just put it out there for another run. See how it does. They threw that one in the trash. They could make more Constable
0: Zuvios now if they wanted to.
1: That's so funny. That's hilarious. The fact that it's constable. He's an old time policeman. That's so interesting. Wow. I wonder if there's any footage of him anywhere.
0: I wonder, I mean, they're always a little stingy with deleted scenes, but man, I hope there's, you know, there's another, uh, 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 the actor, Matt Smith, uh, who was one of the Doctor Who's, uh, and he's an actor I like a lot. He was supposed to be in Rise of Skywalker, and his character was just cut completely. Wow. he's He's like a name actor.
1: Wow. I wonder how that feels. That must be devastating, you know? to think like this is my big you know moment i'm gonna be part of star wars history and then they just cut you
0: yeah i mean it's probably always bad but when it's something like star wars star
1: wars yeah yeah that has to hurt
0: you know if you're in our age range and that's just a thing when you grew up and i mean there's so many uh maybe maybe you read about this but like there are so many famous people who in the the disney movies just played stormtroopers uncredited so they could be in a star just Wars. so they
1: could be in it yeah just so they could be part of it yeah, wow like the,
0: the one uh, uh ray mind controls is daniel craig
1: no way yeah amazing
0: <laughs> james bond just doing an uncredited role under a stormtrooper I'll
1: just check. to be in it that's really amazing ladies and gentlemen the weekends <laughs> i say that every friday night every Friday night that that meme has really taken over and it deserves it it's just so simple but it's just so funny just the way he looks defeated when he says it he just shrugs his shoulders like the weekend have you seen the other one where he goes ladies and gentlemen once again the weekend, and he does the exact same movements, the exact same shoulder shrug, like he seems exasperated, just like, it's just such an interesting, such an interesting moment. I love it. I,
0: I think that was either the last or second to last episode they recorded before the pandemic. Oh, wow. He was on it to promote uh, No Time to Die, which was supposed to open in April of 2020 and ended up opening about three weeks ago.
1: That's crazy wow um so you've been to the movies since the yes. pandemic um what is it like is it pretty full is it like just back to normal do people wear their masks or is it like a free-for-all
0: well michigan is a little weird in regard to mask wearing
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know we are the state where people are going to kidnap the governor because they didn't yep. like that she claim a mask.
1: To fame. <laughs>
0: but for the most part, movies have been kind of almost every movie I've been to has been virtually empty. Okay, and some of that has been me uh, actively choosing that. Mhm. Like most of the time, unless it is something, something where I can't wait, like it's got to be a like a Marvel thing or the new James Bond. Mm-hmm. Everything I wait a couple of weeks. Mhm. And this is how crazy I am. I will get on the app when I'm in the parking lot.
1: hmm.
0: And like and I used to get to movies crazy early because I just like the experience of going. hmm. And now I get there with a few minutes to spare and then I can see because it's all reserved seating. So I can right. see how many seats have been bought five minutes. Excuse me, five minutes before it starts. And if it's going to be busy, nope, nope, I'll come back. I'll come yeah.
1: back. Okay. Yeah, see, that's the, um, I like the, I like the reserve seating um, because that was like always a high anxiety moment for me. Um, running a little late and hoping you can get a seat next to the person you're with and not wanting to be in the very front row I've only had to do that once be in the very front row which why do those seats exist you're looking straight up in the air and if you're off to one of the sides you have to like twist your neck and just look straight up and you can't even really see what's happening because you're so close I don't understand why those seats exist
0: it is miserable and my friend Sam is the world's latest movie attender oh no yeah Sam I
1: just- so many movies if you're listening cut it out
0: we saw avengers and guardians of the galaxy in the front row
1: no you should have got up and left <laughs> say not this time
0: i re- i really should have those those have so many colors too and it, it just sort of loses all cohesion
1: and you know i'm such a big marvel fan um Mm -hmm. And that's one of the one of the only movie franchises that I I almost always go to the theater to see everything else. I'm like, I can wait, you know, I can literally wait until it's like free on Netflix. Like I won't even rent it. I can wait for most movies, but. Marvel movies. No, I want to be in there. I want to be, I don't want any spoilers. I want to be part of the hype. You know, I want to be excited at the same time everybody else is. So that would have been super disappointing for me to have to see that like that. I would have just said, well, let's go to a later show or something. Cause it's miserable.
0: Yeah, that's you really want a good experience there.
1: Yeah, you do. One of the coolest things is um, I went to go see um, Dr. Strange um mm-hmm. that's it right that's the name of it <laughs> my yeah. brain was like that's not what he's called um, yeah doctor strange i thought <laughs> i i mean I was, I was i was confusing myself i saw that in 3d and that's like I, i've never seen a movie in 3d before and i saw that in 3d and it was so cool because you know the way they they can twist and bend time around mm-hmm. and like that that scene where they're uh fighting in in the city in the city they're just like twisting it around like a rubik's cube like that yeah. was pretty cool that was a cool experience
0: oh man that must have been great
1: it was fun it was a lot of fun the only uh, marvel movie other than the new ones coming out now like you know black widow and eternals i haven't seen those yet but the only one i hadn't seen in theaters was in game and i wish i would have because i feel like the audience experience would have been really cool but
0: oh that yeah that was wild yeah
1: i bet it would have been i really feel disappointed i missed out on that but i was like i cannot sit in the theater for three hours like i felt like i just couldn't do it
0: and for so long every showing was just full packed
1: yeah but i've seen videos of the audience reaction when uh, Captain America, the, the Thor's hammer flies into his hand. Like I've seen videos of audience reaction, everybody just like jumps to their feet and they're like, "Yeah, that would have been so cool." Yeah. To, to be involved in that.
0: People lose it, and then almost immediately the other characters start appearing, and and then you're like, "Ah,
1: yeah." It's, it's like, like
0: five minutes sustained of everybody losing their minds.
1: Yeah, everybody losing their minds. That's so fun. That's so fun. We could different talk about Marvel on a later, different episode too. I could talk about that all day too
0: we we are going to do a follow-up episode about marvel stuff i can promise you that. yeah
1: we we should because i i'm such a fan and i don't care what people say people say that the movies suck and they're all the same and like no they're not they're it's not gonna be like a scorsese movie like how he's Mm -hmm. like the one who's so critical It's that's not what it's meant to be it's it's meant to be fun and exciting and it's meant to be like you're supposed to be in awe of these characters and the powers they have, and just the huge fight scenes, and and they're funny. They're so funny. Yes, they, they have really good jokes in them, and it's just like I just, like I said, I'm not critical of movies. I just am there for for the fun of it, you know.
0: Right, you're 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 going in with a with an open heart. Like,
1: yeah, man, I'm just there to have a good time.
0: good. You know, a lot of. A lot of people come you know, there've been a lot of complaints about Marvel movies, like you said. One thing that I, I always think is weird is like uh, you saw Black Widow, right?
1: Yeah, I loved it. Okay, loved yes, it. Yeah, it's like that. it's it's like one of my top it's like in my top five. Like loved yes. it.
0: Yeah. I did too. First off, that was the only movie I've seen that was busy and I was really uncomfortable.
1: Mm, and that was pretty like that was in the in the summertime, wasn't it? When yeah, it released. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was just like June,
1: yeah, not July, I
0: think, but yeah, mm-hmm. close enough. It was, and I was really in my head. And I, you know, afterwards, I'm like, yeah, it was okay, but I then I saw it a second time at an empty showing, and I I had the time of my life.
1: Yes, exactly. It was so good. I just got it on Disney Plus, I just paid the premiere access, the $30 or whatever, yeah, um, because I just wasn't like feel in the theater quite yet i I don't think i had been vaccinated yet Um,
0: every time
1: yeah and so i wasn't quite into it but um no that that movie was great and it was funny that's what i love the ones that like like uh ragnarok like comedy funny you know just like good jokes great fight scenes um we could talk about it on another pod I have a lot of
0: thoughts (laughs) we we definitely will this will be a we'll we'll do a follow-up but the the, what I wanted to say about Black Widow was everybody who's uh you know says they're sick of superhero movies if you didn't have her father wearing that costume there isn't really anything that even makes it a superhero
1: exactly exactly It,
0: it is just a straight up banger action movie it's just
1: an action movie yep just an action movie and that's what i was gonna say is that you know there, there nobody really had powers you know they were just mm-hmm. really skilled fighters um and it was just yeah of course they couldn't do those things in real life you know duh like it's a movie yes, hello exactly but it's like i always um i've always loved like the strong uh female action heroes um like I always wanted to be Sarah Connor from Terminator when I was a little girl. I didn't want to be a Disney princess. I wanted to be Sarah Connor because I love just, like, putting myself in the place of that person who's so badass, you know, who can do these things that, like, just are incredible. And um, so that's the type of movie it was for me. It was, like, Alien. It was, like, Terminator. You know, it was, like, these chicks just, like, kicking ass, and it was so cool. And I'm not usually a big, like, you know, I'm not, like – i don't know how to say this um you know, I know like
0: i know what you mean though yeah so you're not, like you know,
1: girl power i'm like not that kind of like you know girl power like i didn't like it because they were girls you know what yeah. i'm saying it was just it was a good movie you know and it was cool um to see like these two female leads like you know really handle the movie and do a great job doing it so i don't get the criticism i don't understand it yeah people just want to criticize
0: can can I ask you a Black Widow question? And then Please. Just a couple Star Wars questions I want to ask you because we have talked a lot and I feel like I'm. I know.
1: Today. We could probably. No, I'm fine. I'm good to talk for as long as you are. You probably have Sunday friends though, don't you? I, I do have
0: Sunday friends and they'll, they'll be so excited to hear this.
1: Yeah. Um. Hi, Sunday friends.
0: <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Um. And we will. You know, maybe we should at at some point. Uh, we should do a follow up maybe where. The, I mean, definitely Marvel, but where I kind of want to specifically ask you questions about what it was like to watch Star Wars as an adult.
1: Because, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. we can make this a two-parter or something. Yeah,
0: we can, we will do this again because uh, um, I hope we're on the same page here. I'm planning on being friends with you for a while. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we can probably make this work again in the near yeah, future. Yeah,
1: for sure. No, so, this no, is it. I'll never talk to you again after
0: that. Uh, you were just trying to get on the podcast, weren't you? <laughs>
1: I was using you to get on the pod. and Now I've accomplished sure that. Just
0: Start a podcast so that I would eventually have you on.
1: Yep. And now I'm done. This um, whole time, all these years has been leading up to this moment. This is, this, this has
0: been a very long grift with very little payoffs.
1: Long con, long con. <laughs> um,
0: but here, here's my Black Widow question, because I've been thinking about it a lot. And uh, you are the most fun person to talk about Marvel stuff with
1: oh thank you um
0: because you yeah your, your take on is always real good and you've made me rethink things from characters that i have known uh, like literally since I, you may not know this about me but i was a i was smart when i was a kid mm-hmm. like i was reading at three and they tried to send me to a wow school. wow and my parents were like uh uh, no, we want them to be normal socially. And <laughs> they missed the boat on that so badly. Oh, uh, no. But and I was like this voracious little reader. And mm-hmm. so we end up with a lot of comics because that was the cheapest thing you could give a kid to read then. Mm-hmm. Like, they're extremely expensive now, but at the time they were 30 cents.
1: Yeah, right.
0: And so i still have this habit of thinking of of marvel and dc characters that i've known since i was a small child as my friends
1: right
0: um and and you always have these really really uh interesting and thought-out takes of a person who's experiencing them for the first time in this form
1: right as a full-grown adult and all that
0: yes as a full-grown adult and you're based on what is on the screen rather than stuff I'm reading into it that may not be there because uh, I've been the, the vision's been my friend since I was five. Right. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's super fun to talk about Marvel stuff with you. Here's my Black Widow theory slash question. Okay. Her, her dad in prison keeps talking about how he fought Captain America. Uh Uh-huh. And then when he meets, when he asks her if Captain America ever talks about him. Mm Mm-hmm. And it would have been impossible for him to to actually know uh, uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, because right. he was in jail the whole time. But right, you know, and it makes sense as a thing he'd lie about, but not that he'd ask his daughter about. Right. Do you think, like maybe during the the like the Reagan administration, uh-huh. they put a U.S. agent and and tried to create another Captain America?
1: Yes, I do i do think that because everything you said is true it didn't make sense um that he had met him and then we did see in uh falcon and the winter soldier that they had several super soldiers um
0: yeah it's a thing they've been trying
1: yeah um so yeah i mean and that seems like a very like reagan like 80s thing to do right um you know america first and and his 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 program called star wars remember that <laughs> and it's just like so yeah yeah that would make sense to me um I mean,
0: way to bring it around you're a pro
1: i know bringing it back bringing is it back
0: it, i think that means is they have a viable avengers 1985 movie or series
1: oh because yes the
0: flashbacks and ant-man have uh michael douglas and and michelle pfeiffer as ant-man and wasp in 85 right no they were hanging out with tony stark's dad Yep. and you know you could you could even have like somebody else from asgard since that's that's you know not necessarily thor but one of his immortal friends
1: Sure. Why not Avengers
0: 1985 cast, including this other Captain America, and they could they could fight the Red Guardian and it would be amazing.
1: It would be amazing. See, I'm all in for all of it. I don't care if it makes sense, like on the timeline. I don't care. I just want more, more Marvel. You know, I like all the different iterations of it. I like that. um, So from what I read is that. um, Um. loki the series loki um was basically to set the audience up for the fact that things are going to start to get a little bit off of the timeline there's going to be um all these different dimensions and things are going to like come crashing together and it might not mirror exactly how the comic books went, you know, and it might not make a lot of sense, but that's the direction they're going to go in. So I think that would be a lot of fun if they did something like that. It looks like they're already setting up for, um, you know, a new iteration of the Avengers cause they have us agent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, uh, they have, um, falcon now you know yeah
0: they've being, got black widow's being, sister
1: they got black widow's sister um which that was a cool little cut scene at the end where um julia louis dreyfus yeah. her character comes to talk to her and it that feels really like cool. they're gonna make like an anti-avengers team you know um mm-hmm in the future for maybe some new characters to fight or some of the ancillary characters. Um, I don't know if we'll ever get like the real Avengers back again. I feel like Robert Downey Jr. is kind of like done, you know, yeah. um, but, like Chris they the door
0: open by doing the whole fractured timeline thing. And like, you could do a, have a Tony Stark from another timeline.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I love it that they leave the door open. Um, and then the new doctor strange movie right um what is it called again
0: uh, the multiverse of madness
1: see and it's straight in the title multiverse right so yep. things are going to start to get kind of crazy
0: and um, I guess both loki and wanda are in that so it's following yeah. TV shows big time
1: which i think is like brilliant the way that they did that you, you know they have all these separate, separate series setting up for a uh multiverse type situation and it's all from you know different times and different places different characters and it's all going to merge together um i guess like all the spider-mans are going to be in the new spider-man
0: yeah have you seen any of the the ads for the for the it's coming out next month already
1: oh my gosh really yeah oh i have a reason to live exciting it is
0: amazing i don't know uh, dr strange is in it Mm mm-hmm and uh, do you want me to tell you who's, I don't know if it comes as a spoiler if they're in the commercials, but.
1: No, it's not. It's not a spoiler. Okay. Go ahead. The
0: villains from the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield movies are.
1: Yes. In. Dr. Octopus, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. It's like and those, the like Green like Goblin. The as Dr. Octopus.
1: Yeah, exactly. So they're going to be bringing back the original actors yeah into this new movie, which I think is a great idea
0: it's, it's real there's so much fun stuff they can do
1: mm-hmm. there really and is, and i'm I'm ready for it,
0: not to overlook it, but we've got the Hawkeye series in a couple of weeks,
1: mm-hmm. which I didn't even know that was happening until I, I somehow along the line I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's gonna be good. Like I know people aren't a big fan of Hawkeye or whatever, but no, I think it's good. they're gonna do some cool things with it
0: the The trailer's real good, and it is kind of directly based on a specific Hawkeye series that is in my top three Marvel series. Of
1: oh, all time. how exciting. That's exciting. So
0: it is one that, like Sam and I, I'm talking about Sam a lot on this episode.
1: Shout out uh, to Sam. What's up? <laughs> What's up, man? I'll
0: record an episode with him where he answers.
1: I know, uh, right? That'd be cool.
0: It's it's one that he he's always, oh, they should make that into a series. And I'm like, I don't know if they can do it because, you know comic hawkeye isn't married with kids and it's mm-hmm. you know it's but it looks like they're somehow working around that and making the kind of fun dopey version of hawkeye training a teenage girl who mm-hmm. to your point seems like a replacement avenger
1: right exactly
0: but it's Andy has a dog so i am so looking forward to it
1: yeah that'll be fun we'll have to watch like we do the other ones yes. Watch at the same time, talk about it. I have a feeling that we're gonna be doing more podcasts in the future. I
0: I would very much like I know we've we have like three premises thought out.
1: We do, we do. That that never went anywhere because of me. I even did like the thumbnail art and everything and just abandoned it.
0: Well, you know, that's it's been a weird world. You've had a lot yeah. of life. In your life. Yeah. And again, if I had not taken a year to record a podcast on my own i would not have known how to do
1: anything that's true that's true yeah maybe we can spin this off into a little something that we do once a week or something so. yeah I, that would be a lot of fun
0: because i now we're just making plans out in the open for people to i hear. know and sorry sorry time.
1: i know and then we don't do it <laughs> <laughs> live with disappointment we're like wow. coming soon
0: <laughs> but uh yeah, I do. I, I very much want to. Uh, I mean, I want to talk about Marvel stuff with you all the time. And I, I, I do want to come back to Star Wars later where uh, I, I have this list of questions about about what it's like coming in as an adult and like,
1: yeah, that
0: from pop culture.
1: Yeah, but that's like a
0: whole separate conversation. And I had so much fun talking about really granular specifics with you that I never.
1: Yeah, got. I know. I feel like we could just do a whole podcast on each topic. Like, I mean, a whole series, like, you know, it's yes. <laughs> just one topic and then just go for like 12 or 15 episodes. Um, I wanted to tell you that that tweet that you did yesterday or I think yesterday about the Eternals, where you said when the card came up, it says the Eternals will return. And your first thought was, "Oh, that's not necessary <laughs> Oh my god, that made me laugh so hard. That was good. I'm glad you like that it was good i I try to retweet you so like my my dumb followers can I mean I love you guys sorry never mind um, but my followers can like see some of the stuff you say because man it's funny I, I I retweeted you and then you got you got a, f- a bunch of likes on one tweet. The one about Facebook, the Facebook one, where you were like, Facebook wants me to remember, (laughs) wants me to remember that six years ago I was at my grandpa's funeral. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was good. That was a good one. You should tweet more. Like, you should just, whatever pops in your head, you should put it out there because it's funny. Thank you. I sometimes...
0: (laughs) i think i should tweet less but
1: no just put it all out there man i used to be funny on twitter i don't know what happened it just all went away but i used to at least i thought it was funny i used to screenshot my own tweets and then post them to instagram i was like so full of myself at one point but yeah i was on a roll for a little while but i don't know what happened i'm just like not
0: not that
1: quick anymore
0: i've said it before on the show you're a top three twitter account
1: I yeah I was. Now I pretty much just retweet other funny things, but I feel like the things I retweet are like worth it, you know. It's they're pretty strange. funny. They're pretty funny. I I yeah. I've I've been avoiding the conflict on there since I've lost like three or four Twitter accounts already, so <laughs> I don't I don't get into it with anybody anymore. And it used to just be about Trump, so now that he's gone it's like You know, it's all kind of calmed down, but yeah, um, I don't want to, I don't want to lose this one too, because I don't think I could ever sneak my way back in.
0: Well, you're, you're, you're great on social media. And after people have heard you on this episode, I suspect I will be dethroned as host.
1: Oh, stop. Never, never. I'm Uh, co-host.
0: I think people people who've been listening to this this by the way closes out my first year of this show
1: oh congratulations so congratulations excellent
0: i'm really glad i got you on to close out the year because uh to be be sincere where people could hear me for just a minute uh uh you encouraged me to do this in the first place and so many times you were the one who got me to keep doing it even though nobody listened And it felt like I was just being self-indulgent.
1: No, not at all. I'm so glad you kept doing it.
0: Very nice things about it that made me keep doing this. And so anybody listening to this who has gotten one minute of enjoyment out of this last year of me talking, uh, you have summer to thank for that.
1: Oh, thank you. No, I I think this is a great idea. I think that you should keep going. Um, Like I said, the podcast market is so saturated. The chances of, you know, breaking in, it's pretty hard, especially when every celebrity in the world, you know, has Mm -hmm. one and they already have a built in following. So I just say keep going, because like I said, this is like a record of, you know, your thoughts and what you were into at the time and how you were feeling and you'll have it forever. So I just say keep doing it.
0: And and when we start our pop culture discussion podcast, uh, it's going to be just an absolute banger.
1: Hell Yeah course it is. I'll tweet it. I'll retweet it out to my 200 followers. <laughs> so while we're talking about Twitter, I want to say hi to Haley. Haley, thank you for helping me and EJ meet. And um, I really, I really enjoyed your episode and I just really appreciate you. Um, yeah, the reason that I found her was because of that tweet that Sean Clements put out and she was on it right away. She knew the answer and he responded to her and I was like, yeah, I mean, I did say like good job on Twitter, but I was really thinking like, I was so jealous. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I was like, I want him to respond to me, but I'm very happy for her. And She got a follow too. That really got me. I was like, Oh, come on, man. But no, she deserved it. And she's great. And so hi to Haley
0: and okay. thank
1: you yes
0: and i'll i thank her once i'll thank her for introducing us again because yeah the last couple of years would have been very different
1: yeah for sure uh, i'm getting for really sure.
0: sincere where people can hear me again and that's strange <laughs> but uh and i i we do have to we do have one order of business before we before we close sure um a, as you know having having sponsored this 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 show for a year. Uh, Boy, wouldn't it be weird if somebody didn't make the connection that you were Summer from Tease by Summer? I know.
1: That'd be funny. There's just two separate summers.
0: (laughs) This this is the shocking reveal at the end.
1: It's me, bitches. It was me the whole time.
0: (laughs) Uh, And and we talked a little about how how to do this ad because obviously there is a version where I can just say nice things about you to your face and you have to sit there and take it. Mm
1: -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm um very with, threatening very threatening
0: it, it, you know it's probably not super comfortable but <laughs> you are a tremendous artist and designer and
1: oh thank you I,
0: I, having done 46 or however many episodes i've done ads for you i know it sounds like i'm exaggerating a lot i am genuinely not you do such a good job and i'm i i am your stuff is so good and it makes me happy to look at and anytime somebody gets it and tells me about it I am I feel very proud
1: yeah I really appreciate you you've really helped um boost my Etsy store and your friends have bought my merch and they wear it and it just makes me feel so good it makes me feel like I'm you know I'm not doing it for nothing I'm really glad people find enjoyment um and I am looking to create some new designs. My stuff is mostly from, I think you should leave um, Tim Robinson's Netflix series that I love. And the fan base is very dedicated, Um, but I'm looking to branch out to other things. So If anybody has any suggestions or anything, you can um, tweet me at Tease by summer. I also have an Instagram page Tease by summer. But yeah, I would appreciate any input any ideas. Uh, I know the holidays are coming up. I might be a little late on that. But um, yeah, if there's anything that you'd like to see on a t shirt or a mug that you haven't seen before, just let me know.
0: That's very cool. Now I'm going to try to think of things.
1: Yeah, think of something, because I I don't know. I'm kind of running out of ideas, unfortunately. I need a little inspiration. But um yeah, so um, my stuff does ship very fast, so if there's anything you wanted to get for a friend, and I think you should leave Lover, there's a lot to choose from, and it will be there before Christmas. Um, but yeah, like I said, just hit me up if there's anything you'd like me to create, and I'll do my best.
0: Yes, I, I will attest it ships very fast
1: yeah it ships pretty fast and, and the quality is really good um I, i've changed i switched over from t public to um a couple other printing companies it's print on demand so yeah as soon as you order it it's, they start making it and it gets shipped out pretty fast and from what i've seen and been told the quality is really good so i'm happy with it
0: yeah and i know you, you it's a little more recent that you, you've added mugs to the mix
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and these mugs look so and you know when i say this it is not at the expense of of your shirts which i love very much and uh, they they look excellent these these mugs if they wanted to to do it officially licensed i think you should leave line they should they could just sell these mugs wow
1: that's cool that's cool to hear yeah, from what I've seen, they do. They look really good. The printing's really clear and it's good quality. And yeah. um, I print on both sides. So if you're left-handed or right-handed, you could, it'll still, you know, the logo will still be visible. So all inclusive. Yeah. You
0: you use that space better than anybody I've ever seen mug-wise.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: like the, you. Like the new car ideas uh, uh, mug from that sketch. I cannot get over how perfect that looks.
1: Yeah, from what I've seen it looks really good. And a lot of the things that I create um I mean they are a little bit much for a t-shirt maybe, but on a mug they look really they look really good. Um and it and they're they're not very expensive like what 15 dollars. Yeah, I think oh, I don't know, I, 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 what do I sell them for? 12? 12? Yeah, However, I can't remember. I should probably check that out. <laughs> I don't even know. It's
0: very competitively priced, more so than you generally see on Etsy.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, I try to keep the prices reasonable and keep the quality up. So yeah, the, check it out.
0: The shirts are are also tremendous. I it used to be my thing where every. Uh, Like when it would start to warm up, like every May, I would just uh, there's one site I use where I would get a bunch of superhero T-shirts and that would be the T-shirts I'd wear for the summer. Mm -hmm. I have not done that in two years because I have worn exclusively shirts you've designed.
1: All right. Cool.
0: Uh, So I have let down Batman in so many ways. (laughs) I'm I'm afraid I've picked my side.
1: Oh, no, he'll be okay. He's been through worse. We're still friends. It's been through worse.
0: That got me good. Um, one thing I, and, and one thing I, I want to mention about a, a, it's kind of an announcement for both of us that you're going to have the product up of this at, at, at some point mm-hmm.
1: soon. Yes.
0: I'm not committing you to anything, but regular listeners may know that you have done the art for all of my projects. Yes, uh you've done the the cover art for this podcast, which is a clip from a much larger image for a different podcast
1: that yes, more <laughs> when get around to it. yes um, it was is it was for a different podcast, but we're we're mm-hmm. going we're recycling it and using it for this one it's a It's a good picture, you know, get it, it really out is. there
0: um and you did uh, for my website the eight five. you did a design mm-hmm. that i absolutely adore
1: that one was fun
0: um and i have mentioned on the, in the past that i'm working on a scripted podcast a kind of a sci-fi comedy that uh, i just have to finish these last couple scripts that are very hard to write mm-hmm. uh but we're going to start recording soon and you are going to have some merchandise for this upcoming show. Yes. Uh, definitely shirts. With, uh, if, uh, if mugs are in the mix, I'm going to buy so many mugs.
1: Man, I could put it on anything, you know. I could do shirts, mugs, keychains, water bottles, yeah. pillows, is, totes, just like be whatever you want. From now on. but it's you know uh, what though the design is really cool um even if you didn't know what the podcast was it's still a really cool design aesthetically
0: it first off i've I've never said the name of it on this show and now i want to to let people know so you can find the uh so you can uh, check out the etsy site and get the shirts uh when they're available but it's going to be a town called science
1: a town called science and
0: i i don't want to really say anything about the plot it's a science fiction comedy uh um i'm i'm very proud of it and i rarely feel pride <laughs> um but we're gonna start you should forward. be proud of it
1: though you should be proud of it thank you from what i've read so far it's it's very impressive
0: um and and you're you're a voice in it
1: yes i will be i'm still trying to figure out how i'm gonna come at that voice so gotta i don't know if you want just my regular voice or if i should start practicing on some characters
0: um i'm delighted with your regular voice but if you suddenly decided you wanted to try it with an irish accent i'd hear you out (laughs) <laughs> That'd be so weird if I started recording you and you're like, and Begora.
1: With no warning. <laughs> and I'm God, like, this I is just what choice. it's going to be, okay? This is I made an actor's choice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've also rewritten some lines. But, uh, <laughs> and, and you are also the person that I, I I ask for advice when I'm not sure which way to go is better, and you've been very uh, uh, helpful in that regard. And in fact, guys, when you see this design in every other re- episode I've recorded with somebody, I have ended up texting the person during the ad to show them this art, because it's so good and I love it and it's been on my phone lock screen for so long.
1: Oh, it has. Cool. Yeah. that's cool.
0: It's I, I love it. It is. It is absolutely gorgeous. And it's so good that it made me rethink what I wanted to do with the with the scripts.
1: Oh, wow. It inspired uh, there's, you.
0: There's this, absolutely. There's, I'm trying to say so little about what it actually is, so nobody steals my idea I know. Idea.
1: I know. I almost said like who my character was going to be, and I was like, oh, nope. <laughs> Got to save it for the pod. <laughs>
0: that's right. <laughs> it's fun that that's true. It's true. But uh, so, and I know you, you don't really know anything about it yet, but you'll see this design, and it is unbelievable, and it would, it would make it would make both of us very happy if uh, once it's available you pick up a, a, a town called science uh, shirt or mug or it would. I would be delighted I'm really, really proud of this it is an absolutely beautiful design I think it's gonna I think you'll enjoy it, but at least check and, uh Honestly, you guys gotta buy some buy some stuff because. I really should pay you for this design work because it is professional level.
1: No, no, I was happy to do it. I'm just happy to be involved. No payment necessary. Your payment is your friendship.
0: Wow, oh, Nobody's ever thought of it that way. <laughs> I usually have to pay them for that. Um, oh, God. <laughs> but, so to just be sincere into the microphone for a minute, uh, you're, you're your designs are tremendous. And I am so grateful to you for a lot of reasons. The ones pertinent here are the uh, great work you've done on on my projects and you helping those projects happen. And there are many other reasons that aren't anybody else's
1: business. Yeah, so stay out of it. That's right. It's annoying Copeland. people always. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Say what you were gonna it's say, say it. None of your business, Brad yeah so back off
0: thanks for buying an pipe shirt though brad yeah that was cool um, but unless you have something else to say we'll we'll wrap it up and we'll come back for some from for some star wars and marvel talk later
1: yeah for sure i'm definitely in we can do this next week or whenever you're available because i have more to say one of my notes was jar jar thoughts so we need to get into that <laughs> But we need to get into that. He
0: never even came up, and that's such a, <laughs> nope. that's such that's a, a whole such episode a on
1: its own. So stay tuned.
0: We put a pin in that. We will have to charge our Yeah. Jar-jar-tuff. yeah. Jar-jar-tuff.
1: Hold that space. Hold that space, like Rachel Maddow says, because we have thoughts. Or do we? That's the question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in the writers room of the movie they should have had a whiteboard that said jar jar thoughts and yeah <laughs> nobody took the time to fill it in
1: no they didn't not at all but we'll talk about that some other time but yeah this is great i'm so happy i did it thank you for having me on i'm re- and...
0: looking forward to this i really appreciate it uh you're i've been trying to talk quietly because you have a more uh uh, a softer more pleasant voice than mine but I've been getting kind of excited and talking at my normal volume
1: and no I man
0: he's getting whiplash
1: no way do your thing I'll try not to be so quiet I can't help it that's just who I am I've been told I should read uh I should read children's books on tape is what I've been told before
0: oh that, you know what that would be very soothing
1: yeah I, that's what I've been told that coming soon. <laughs> Yet another project.
0: Guys, <laughs> nice, we got a lot of projects.
1: We have a lot of projects.
0: We literally talked about a different project yesterday.
1: Yeah, we yeah. did.
0: Look, we're keeping busy. But thank you so much. This has been so fun to talk to you. Uh, I'm glad people get to hear how how delightful you are.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, the opportunity. But thank you. I'm I. No, thank you.
0: Uh, Listen, I'm say you're welcome, because otherwise we just thank each other. <laughs> uh, so I guess we're going to call it a wrap on year one of of Fed Talks. I'll see you next week for the beginning of year two. Um, if summer's not on that one, it will be a step down. Um, oh, guess you can email the show at FedTalks at Yahoo dot com. Do not email me to tell me that you like summer better than me. I know. <laughs> yeah, just.
1: Knows save your time that's right we know I will be sad
0: if i i mean i'll be i'll be happy for you
1: well thank you what? i appreciate that
0: i'm delicate
1: <laughs> yeah how about just don't yeah just don't email just this week just don't email that's right how about that just don't
0: i mean there's a way to say nice things without saying a mean thing in there but
1: yeah maybe. figure figure that out then email
0: I might not check the email for a couple of weeks just because I've gotten some mean emails lately. and, I uh, and
1: Yeah, that's a whole nother thing we're going to have to get into. I'm not OK with that. Yeah.
0: Stop listening if you don't like me. I'm not going to change. Yeah, it.
1: exactly. So, Stop. yeah. So,
0: anyway, this is I like to think of this as the end of my first year and the beginning of our eventual joint podcast. The episode I, zero, as it were.
1: I agree. I agree. Can't wait
0: i'll see you guys next week uh thank you again and i will see you later